Hello, everybody. We're at the Little Italy Christmas tree lighting still, and we've had difficulties with Krampus following us around, annoying us. You could see many pictures of this up on Facebook, but I tried to get an interview with Santa, at least. Just the Santa Claus. Oh, 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 and we ended up on the roof of fire station number five, and he's given me a few minutes before he goes on his rounds. And, gee, oh, make it quick, Rob. I'm I've got to get going. I'm talking to a fat man with a beard. Wow, that's different. Wow. Oh, oh, oh. Speaking of, where is the other fat man I don't with know the beard? where he went. I know he, maybe he had a dollar store burrito and he's backed oh, up or somewhere. And I don't know where Santa that he Santa says, don't get the dollar store burritos. So why did you come to Little Italy Fest? Oh, uh, I'm a big fan of Silvano. And I have to remind the world that oh, oh, no matter who you are, everyone still loves Santa. Yes, everybody does. People were hugging you. Oh, my. Probably taking my wallet. No, no. What's your funniest encounter today? Oh, oh, going to the tattoo parlor to see the little children there. That was amazing. People came over. They did. Everyone loves Santa. That's true, but... Now, we're doing this. Little of the association, I feel, is a good cause. We're doing good stuff. So does this put us on the nice list this year? Oh, absolutely not. You two are naughty little bastards. But I'll make a deal with you. Can I have coffee at least? Because, I mean, you won't believe this. Year before, I asked you for coffee. I didn't get coffee. You stole twenty dollars from me. Oh, Santa! Tell me the same thing. Santa never got any requests for coffee. I don't think you know what you're talking about. But I will make you a deal, Rob. Have my sack. Come on and grab it now. (laughs) Inside are many questions from the elves, because I let them listen to this in the shop. Union rules, you know. And they have questions. If you answer them to my liking, oh, oh, maybe you'll get a present on Christmas. I know you're busy, but how would you compare elves to Oompa Loompas? Less orange. Yeah, they are sort of, and they got the hats and everything. Less orange. So if we do a Christmas Eve episode and touch your sack and answer these Ooh, questions. touch it good. And we do these questions, maybe, just maybe we'll get something. You never know. Appease Santa. Well, I know you're magic and all, so I have to find the other fat man with a beard. We have oh. shows to do. Oh, you have fun with that. I'm off to my next can round. Can just take me to wherever the heck he is so we can do a show? Oh, I suppose. I don't have to grab your sack. You got, like, that elfin magic crap working or the reindeer over there. Oh, grab the reindeer sack. Excellent. And just can you take me off now? Fine. Off we go, then. Wow. Where the heck am I? What the hell are you doing here? It's like a Best Western alleyway. Where are we? Dude, I think we're, like, Kentucky. Well, what the hell have you... Wait a second. There's a clock up there. It's fucking New Year's Eve. I swear. It's New Year's Eve. We missed Christmas. How are we going to get a present? Speaking of that, you are not going to believe what happened. Nah, you know what? But I... Save it, save it. I mean, I don't want to hear it because I wanted my coffee. Every year I want... Didn't you get ripped off last year? Didn't you talk to Santa? Where's Santa in his in my he coffee? Say, I'll tell you all that. I was all gonna right. we were gonna do a Christmas Eve episode and maybe get gifts, but let's hold that. I'll tell you at the end. Maybe every show does. I see the equipment's here. Yeah. Every show does why. those kind of year-end wrap-up best ofs. We should do a little twist on it. Maybe some of the stuff we'll talk about. Maybe we cover it. Maybe we'll cover it next year. Just do some best ofs and to warn you. For 2018, I'm really bad at years, so I may bring up a movie or something else that's the best of this from 1960. So we should just talk about best well, it could be a like bit. It could be like the best of stuff we've seen for the but first time. But even for this year, if we actually literally remember this year. Uh, uh, 
like best Christmas present, which I'm not going to get now because of this time travel stuff, which is I guess Santa could do. But I don't want I want to find out where you were. Don't even give me some weird excuse, uh, but I don't want to hear it now. So if you want to think of best stuffs, why don't you? Well, pick, let's we'll start with some. best Christmas present. Um, I know it wasn't probably what I'm going to get this year. I might get no. God, I might get like an Ollie's figure or something, which well, would be y- horrifying. Years ago, um. Back in the days of when people actually sat around and played board games, we had the Monopoly game. And the one year, my sister destroyed all of the Monopoly money. I don't know. Maybe out of spite or because she was very young accidentally. But years went by, and she, oh God, five, six years ago maybe, she gives me this little packet at Christmas. And I open it up, and lo and behold, it is a stack of Monopoly money that she got off the internet. I it, it, Yeah, it might seem silly, but the sentimental value and the fact that she remembered it after all these years, that ranks up there. I'm going to go with that a little bit because I think one of the things we've talked about before, and I was going to talk about it on Christmas Eve, but I guess that's not going to happen anymore, is see all these crazy stuff, all the Black Friday stuff, and the idea being of a gift, like if it's really, if it's $2, $20, $200, if it means something. Right. So, so many years ago, one of my friends used to have a party by us at her grandmother's house. It would be one of those things. Have a party, and every Christmas I would drop by there. I would get apples from Bloomingdale's of all places. They were really good. They were these candy Bloomingdale- apples. Oh, oh, Yeah, okay. they were these candy apples you would order them from Bloomingdale's of all things. But that's not the present. One year, I just saw these little teddy bear lights. That's all they were, teddy bear lights for a tree. Not Grateful Dead lights, teddy bear lights. And I knew one of my friends would love them. And so I got them for her, gave them to her. She would tell me years later it was the best present she ever got. Well, we were talking about this a while ago that every now and then when you're running through a store, you see something that just screams out somebody. And no matter what it is, if it's 99 cents or $100, if you see that one gift that really speaks to you for somebody else, that's what makes it special. And I want to say this up. I never really like ugly sweater things because I think it's put on now. It's not real. It's just, no, okay, let's have an ugly sweater. A friend of mine, we're, we were discussing this, the ugly sweater thing. When you were, when back in the day, when we were kids, if you got the ugly sweater, it was from an aunt or a grandmother who took time and her love to make it. It just turned out ugly. And I feel bad about this now because back then when you were a kid, you would always give Santa's presents wherever he flew off to. Yeah, I but, saw something when you dropped off. You would always get the present from Aunt whoever, or my Aunt Jean it was most of the time. It would be a sweater, and you'd be a kid. Yeah. He's going, oh, what? That's like getting an apple for Halloween. And then I look back on it now. She took the time. Well, she exactly. wanted to do something nice. So I feel a little bad about, well, and, not really. And now and now the ugly Christmas sweater thing is a trend. You go, you go to Walmart or, well, these days you can go to any store, Macy's or whatever, and purposely seek out the ugliest Christmas sweater to try to one-up somebody else because they're manufactured that way. They weren't taken, you know, they weren't made over the course of several weeks by by your grandmother and aunt sitting there with knitting needles. And best presents I got, I can't even say, I would say the puppy would have been good, but they forgot to put the airbags in the box, so that wasn't that good. But anything, really. I mean, I just remember Christmases as a kid being fun. It doesn't really matter in the end. No, me. it really doesn't. And you know, bottle of Hagpin scotch one year was very nice, but that was when I was a little older. But yeah, nothing wrong with booze for being Christmas. drunk, what having chestnuts, drinking Hagpins, watching the Avengers, John Steed episodes on Christmas Eve was just. And John Steed was quite the tippler. So well, actually, every every year for a couple of years, the running joke was that I would get a bottle of pink wine. 
from one of my uh, one of my uncles, and I would just sit there drinking it, playing cards, and just screaming out, "Pink wine!" Because I'm a classy guy. Oh my goodness! So, do you have any best? We're here. My, do you have any best New Year's? I know we've done bar work, and those are not the best New Year's working on New Year's uh, at a bar. I'll actually, one of the best New Year's I can recall was actually from ni- the one from '99 to 2000. So everybody was terrified of the Y2K thing. And I was back in Pittsburgh at the time. Y2J, I, you mean, not Y2K? No, now we owe him a buck. But I was working at a drive. Likes, I was working at a drive-through <laughs> Christmas light show. And I remember usually it was there until we were there until midnight, one o'clock in the morning. But about ten o'clock, the sheriffs, you know, the sheriffs rolled up, as they would do when they were closing. They said, "All right, go home." It's like, well, it's ten o'clock. He's like, "Yeah, we're shutting it down so we can go downtown to Did prevent the sheriff riots." Sheriff order pizzas. And well, stuff. that was a, yeah, that was a different one because I, we asked the sheriff who sat at the front gate, like, "Hey, if we order a pizza from the place down the road, would you get it and bring it up to us?" He's like. Can I get an Italian hoagie? So like, yeah, sure. So, but <clears throat> so I got to go home, and I only lived like five minutes down the road. So I went back to my mom's house, and I was there for New Year's Eve, ringing in the the turn of the century because the or was it the millennium or the century? Millennium, isn't it? I can't. It's, I think well, it was the new, millennium. It's a new century now. Yeah. Well, two thousand and one is a new century. S- yeah. So it was ringing in the new millennium with my family, uh, and on TV was the. Uh, Times most influential people of the millennium, and I, and I called um, a couple of them the top ten. So, but I, I didn't call number one. What was amazing sure. about New Year's Eve is to each his own and everything. And I remember for a while I went through a period when I was a kid. What was amazing? My parents. That was my mom's favorite night out. They went out no matter what. I don't know how they made it. Sometime they would go out in this weather. But I remember when I was a kid, I could stay up. Like bring in the New Year's stamp. Every year they would have it's a mad, 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 mad world on. I love that every movie. year, and I used to love watching that. But I had went through a period in the '90s where I said to heck with all that. It was amazing. People would be calling me saying, "You can't be alone and stay home at New Year's." I chose yeah, to. It's like it's like if you stay home alone on New Year's Eve, it's like you're going to become a serial killer. And now. then after that, I had a period where I was going to eight different parties. That was no <laughs> fun. And a couple good ones a few years ago. They were fun, but otherwise... Yeah, I spent uh, a New Year's in Ohio with uh, some family out there a few years back. It was by fluke a few years ago. It just turned out to be a really good one. Yeah. And then, but otherwise, I saw Michaela, who you'll hear about later on one year. I spent it with, spent out with her. But the one time, I have to say for New Year's, to me, if we talk movies in New Year's, because we always talk movies, the original Ocean's Eleven. That's all I could think of for a New with Year's the rat, movie. With the Rat Pack one? Yes. Yeah. Much better than the clunified one. I can't even get... Th- I can get through the first one of those. I like the cockney it, thing from Don Cheadle. Yeah, Barney but, Rubble, Trouble. But otherwise, there's no substitute. That's the only movie for New Year's Eve, I think. New Year's Evil. Well, yes. Obviously. Come on. What was What was New Year's Evil? It was a serial killer is going to kill a person at midnight in every time zone. Yes. How is that logistically possible? I don't know. Like you, there's no possible way unless you have a private plane that you can get from one time zone to another. Granted, you could go right at the border of Eastern and Central, murder somebody there, go over. Disclaimer here: Don't think about doing this, okay? Yeah. <laughs> if you ever get haunted by an Ollie's figure, don't let it tell you to do it. But logistically, I was thinking about that. You would have to have some sort of 
air transportation because those time time zones are big. It's kind of creepy. You actually think about how to do it. Well, these are the thoughts I have when I'm home alone in the power. One of my friends said this too, but why make New Year's resolutions if you're going to change change? I think that I admit for December round now, I sort of take stock. Try to see everybody, take stock, and plan out next year. So I do fall into that category of, and usually the idea is make New Year's resolution at midnight, break it 1201. Well, but. yeah, you have the old New Year's resolution, and if any anybody that's ever owned a gym will tell you, January is the greatest month because you get all these sign-ups, and then by March they're gone. And, of course, the other one is the Ab Fab New Year's Eve special. Oh, I love that show, but the movie was such a letdown. Yeah, speaking of movies, everybody talks about it. Do you have any best of movies for 2018? I admit here I'm going to be useless in a little bit or this uh, long. Okay, I will throw out one of the best ones I saw. The Dead- Meg. Well, The Meg. Deadpool 2. Yes. But The Meg was just something. But Deadpool 2 is still... And I actually found out now Avengers Endgame is the name of the sequel. To yeah, I, I saw that in the papers a while ago. But I could say one of the best movies I've seen in recent years, and this was not this year, but as I said, I'm really, really bad about that, was Nebraska. Which yeah. is a story, it's... Ter- uh, what's his, uh, I forget his name. Dern. Bruce Stern. Bruce Stern. Bruce Stern. He's an old codger who gets a one of those... Publisher's Clearinghouse And he things. thinks he won, and this happens a lot. Yeah. And he, he goes down to collect. He didn't win. Yeah. It's just his journey so there. So it becomes a journey with his sons about trying to go to the publisher's clearinghouse office and collect it because he, he was telling people around town that he won and he was going to get a new truck and Stacy Keach is in it. And, and there's this woman who plays the mo- who's just hilarious. Oh, she is hilarious. She's a pig. Oh. And Bob Odenkirk's in it. It's Bob Bob Odenkirk, and I can't remember who the other son is. But it's really good. It's in black and white. It's It's just just very good. It shows a lot about people, too. Who the hell is the uh, Forte? Will Forte. Oh, Will Forte. I think. Am I wrong? Because I'm always behind. But 2018, I don't really know. Well, I don't really think there was much good in the way of movies that came out this year. I mean, let's think about what came out. Well, Way to Water was last year. Shape of Water. Shape of Water. Made of Water is another yeah, movie. Yeah, Shape of Water was last year. good I am at this. Well, what came out this year? I was going to really... say Cool and Luke because that's one of my favorite well, movies of all time, but this, that's what I mean. It's from the 60s. But I can't really remember much that came out this year, so that should tell you what you need to know. Um, I mean, there was that horrific, horrific, and I'm going to say it, come at me, horrific Han Solo Prequel. I didn't see it. <laughs> I made it through about a half an hour before I turned it off, realizing what a pile of crap it was. Did make the was. last Jedi look good? Nothing could make the last Jedi look good. But uh, you know what? It just showed that the Star Wars universe, even though you know they're the Star Wars universe, they don't care about the fans. They're just going to take a dump money. on us. They're going to take a dump on a screen, slap Star Wars on it, and people are going to. And go I see think it. that's unfortunately the idea. It goes. You can see this in comic cons. A lot of these things. Like this, where they literally assume, and this is one of the problems with comic books sometimes, too, is, and I've heard this, that people, it's a character. People will buy the book even if it's utter crap. Yeah. And that's the way I think, and what I actually, I admit this, I hope Star Wars movie just bombs, because they can't, it's got to be good. Yeah. You can't just keep putting these yeah, out. The solo movie did not do well. Well, I made sure I didn't even watch it. Now, I admit I did like Row One. It's almost like the dirty Yeah, because dozen. it wasn't really part of the Star Wars canon. I hated The Last Jedi. We'll probably get to that next year with yeah. my hatred for Last Jedi. And I, I'm getting sick of the comic movies and the comic TV shows. 
speaking of TV shows, though, this is what would you say is the best comic book adaption for a TV show you've seen? Uh, best comic adaption of any time, Lucifer. Lucifer. I'm gonna say Lucifer because I've tried a bunch of others, <coughs> and they really couldn't do it. Although, what would you would you classify American Gods? As, no, that was a novel. It's a graphic novel. Yeah. But actually, I have to say, according with Lucifer, <coughs> Constantine is not bad. Whereas I think the character fits the comic book character, and Lucifer. He fits perfect, and yeah. hint of hint, I actually, I know the creator, Mike Carey, say, he may be him. on here sometime. But I would say, because we watched um, iZombie, that was not good. I did not like iZombie. Uh, Preacher, that was not That's good. That's horrible. Walking Dead, it's kind of become formulaic. I have to go, though, for best comic book TV show ever. How can you go, not say, the great Batman? Well, yeah, because the original series with uh, Adam West... Was that based off the comic? Yes, or, oh, or was yes it, okay. it was very much. It saved the comic. Oh, that's true, it did. Adam it was. literally saved the comic, but I think that's so iconoclastic that there's no way. But Lucifer, was, it's a little different from the comic. The comic book is excellent, but they had to make it different because they yeah. couldn't really pull what they were doing. But the guy is Tom... Oh, Jesus, Tom... No, that's not his last name. He's Lucifer. That's like no. the opposite. There was rumors of him remember. being the Doctor, too, in Doctor Who. I think he would have been a good doctor. But I love the way he plays the character. He's yeah. Just, and Maz has done well, even though she well, because, doesn't talk. Well, because in the... Exactly. You can't have a TV show with a main character that doesn't talk. No. So but... I think they did it very well. And now that it's been picked up by a streaming service... Ah, screw it. Netflix. It is? Uh, 2019. Well, I know. I was surprised yeah, the CW new, didn't pick it up. No, a new season is coming out next year. Or... What, in a couple days? And I do like Supergirl just because I like her. That's I so can't neat. watch anything on the CW She was in Whiplash, which yeah. is a good movie, actually, about a crazy... Ins- yeah, that was... um, What's his J. name? J.K. Simmons. J.K. Simmons. Who was the best J. Jonah Jameson ever. Oh, no but, doubt. But he plays... It's one of those things, the movie, if you want to put it, it's not pretty good, but... You would never have this movie because in these day, this day and age with a guy like this, he would have yeah. been gone in a day. He won an Oscar, I believe. Oh, I think that. Yeah, so that was he really good. Miles Teller good. always plays sort of those jerky kids, kids like that. Even though I did like the spectacular now, but what are best of for this year? Anytime, something. Oh, la, 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 la. cryptozoological creature. Because we talked about that the one episode. Uh, I've been I've been kind of on the chupacabra kick this year. Think so? Yeah, because you always see him in the news. Somebody down in Texas runs over a mangy coyote and thinks it's a chupacabra. I thought Mothman was kind of hot now, a little like he pops up everywhere. Like Manitow Road, remember we talked yeah, about that? Yeah, the Mothman of Manitow. But, but really, you don't hear much about any others in the news, like the mainstream media, other than Chupacabra these days. I always I look forward to when we find something a little weird. Well, I would because... love to. Because you think about it, what, the, the mountain gorillas. Yeah. They only first saw them 110 years ago or something. Yeah. But they've been, the around, they've been around forever. That's amazing, though. But the only thing I still say is, how come we can't find these things if they're Well, around? maybe they don't want to be found. But they're so big or something. Like I would go for best cryptozoological creatures. Still, would still be nested just because it's a classic. Well, to quote uh, a TV show I just caught up on the third season of, not only does Bigfoot exist, but there are 70 of them created by the government to keep hikers from secret military bases. And they could be some kind of gorilla or something, well, too. Well, that's the thing. We don't know. How much of the world is unexplored? A lot of it. But as you know, now the problem, too, in Florida, they're having all that with snakes because people, like, 
boas and pythons yeah, like, in the wild. Yeah. It's bad enough you have the crocs and the other things there, but then you could have a python fork your dog. Well, it's Florida, so it is a croc. So, oh, or alligator. No, that was a Florida joke. Yeah. So what is it? Crocodiles? One of the things does not exist in North America. Alligator, crocodiles. crocodiles. Alligators are in the, the swamps down south. Well, I have crocodiles, crocodiles are more in, in uh, Africa. One. But we haven't... One of the things we haven't really talked about a lot, except from our Gothic Toad people, yeah. was about sports a little bit. What was what would you say the best right now? Still, the Patriots are rolling along like them or not. No, but... uh, a couple weeks ago when the the, the crazy Stanford band finale that was to the insane. to the Dolphins Patriots game, when I don't know how it happened because what ninety eight percent of the time when somebody tries the hook and ladder bullshit, it never works. And yet somehow Miami scored and a there's touchdown. There's Gronk, the great Gronk, standing oh, yeah. there. Yeah, to well, they, you know, the uh, go hang out with your from Family Guy. Go hang out with your big dumb monster. But would but you give them took, some credit about no. this day and age? No, no, no. What would you say? Not. Best sports dynasty Steelers seventies? No, um, I would say that because of the the just the run they had with the. Especially, it wasn't the year one of the years they won the Super Bowl. 70, was the '76 team when they went after Terry Bradshaw goes down, and Franco Harris and Rocky Franco Blair Harris went down. Him. Rocky Blyer went down. The defense stepped up. Well, was it, like six games. How many points? Like, no, it was um in the last half of the season they went undefeated. I think nine and zero. They gave up. Like thirty points for those entire game, yeah. pitched five shutouts. Was it Lambert who said, "Screw it, we're gonna have to yeah, do Jack it"? Jack Lambert, the great Hall of Fame linebacker, Hall of Fame said one. the defense is gonna have to win this, and they did. They couldn't, obviously, they weren't able to go to the Super Bowl that year, but that was probably. But it's the best. amazing how they built those dynasties. Oh yeah, that... go back to the uh, what would you say the original dynasty would be? Probably the old Chicago Bears back in the Browns were good. I know the Bears, then the Packers, the Packers in the sixties, the Steelers in the seventies. I mean, the fifties you had actually the Lions were fairly good. They yeah. were the dynasty. The Browns are fairly well, good. Even the or the well the Giants or the Colts in the fifties and the Redskins and the Forty ers in the eighties. Yeah. But for hockey too, I think that's the toughest sport to win the cup or anything. Thing. Well, you can't really have a the dynasty. The Canadians back in the day, well, the Canadians, And I'd say the, probably the most recent dynasty would be the Islanders when they won the four yeah. cups in the in the early 80s. Now if you repeat, it's a big thing. Yeah, exactly. Now if you repeat or, you know, go, you know, win it twice in four years, it's a huge thing. It's but the toughest they won, thing to win What, in 80 sports. to 83, they won four in a row. Yeah, and they were in a fifth one, and they lost. And they were in a two. fifth one, but they lost it, yeah. But nobody's done. I think that was the last time anybody even went three in a row. Yeah. It was in the early 80s. And I'm thinking it's the holidays. We're all putting on weight. Santa looks speak fat. Of, speak for yourself. Santa looks fat and everything. Who would be the best imported chocolate, would you say? Not na- not around here, but imported. You've gotten a lot of weird ones. I know that. Uh, well, the problem is all the ones that I've got are have been um, American. Like those high-end companies like Vogue. Well, even like, cook- like Slovakian cookies. How about that? Like for treats. Are they good? Oh, yeah. What are they You'll like? You'll find out. They're... Like a sh- kind of a shortbread with a jam in it. Oh, just so nice. And it's not too sweet because you don't, I mean, and that's. I've, I'm I, not big on that. I know well, my buddy Ruben, who used to play for Crazy Trade, I used to get a wine here because they actually couldn't get it in Kentucky. And I, oh, I like it sweet, man. Well, I used to be one of those people that would watch cooking shows like, oh, I don't like my dessert too sweet. And I'm thinking, how the hell can you have a dessert that's not sweet? But then as I got a little older, it's like, okay, I can see that. I could actually name a chocolate for me. I When I used to live in Washington, D.C., there was this neat little 
drugstore down the block from the hill. Go down there. It was Belgian chocolate. They do Stereo Lil, the best chocolate I've ever had. Yeah. So I wonder if Inspector Clouseau ever had any. But people will say German, British. Well, the British, uh, the good British chocolate, what you're... Um, Cadbury. Cadbury is really good. Um, they have them at vending machines in England, literally. Yeah, you can get them at uh, import Not stores. Not the same, though. It really no, isn't. I mean, it's made for export. But Belgian yeah. chocolate's still Belgian the best. Belgian chocolate is phenomenal. Swiss chocolate's good, but I still think Belgian is a little better. Yeah, I would think so. But there, it's just incredible. It really is, and the, I, it's one of those things where, like for me, hot chocolate too. I rarely drink because I admit I'm a snob. But I like the Mexican one. Yeah, I, I like it with little, a little hot pepper little in little it. Spice. With they used to sacrifice. How much Montezuma used to drink pints and pints of it a day? I guess. Well, that's why he gives his revenge. Yes, very much so. Which. Probably Dollar Store Burrito would give you the best Montezuma's Revenge. No comment. But that might have been where you were all that time when I had to deal with Santa and get transported. Dude. Miss Christmas Eve, so we miss our presents. Well, but I'm sorry. Well, what is the best holiday for you since we're doing this best of show? Oh, God, best holiday. To survive. To survive. I'm going to say, I'm, I'm, this is going to sound horrifying, but you know what? Christmas has become so bastardized and so commercial that the spirit of Christmas is gone. Now it just becomes, ooh, what can I get the kids to make them like me more than the other parent yeah. or than their step-parents? It's not about the coming together. I, I, I would say for that Thanksgiving, because people still come together, give thanks for now three football games on TV, because yeah. back in the day we had two. I mean, that's another thing I have to gripe about while we're talking about so the bowl games, because when I was a kid, oh, there Christ. would be a hint. Now we have... Well, there was the, four back in the day. There was the... The Sugar Bowl, the Rose Bowl, the Peach Bowl, and the Cotton Bowl. Yeah, and then they came to like the Blue Bonnet Bowl. Well, yeah, now there's the Blue Bonnet Bowl, like the, the Michelin Chick-fil-A Bowl, the Michelin the Tire Bowl, Potato Bowl. Yeah, the everybody. Gets, everybody, you don't have to be 500 to be in them. No, God, no. I think probably I think they said like 35 to 40 yeah. percent of Division One schools go to a bowl game. But I think for holidays now, I think before I would have said Halloween, but it's not the same. No, anymore. that's been commercialized. I think as I well. like sameness. So Thanksgiving or Easter, because Easter's just got that sameness. Yeah. Thanksgiving, sort of the same I, thing. I'm still going to go with Thanksgiving because no matter where you are, what you're doing, it's pretty much the same. You know, it might be Fourth different. Fourth of July, sort of like that a little bit. Yeah, a little. Well, I remember years when I had my last dog was terrified of noise, and it was pure hell those weeks because of the fireworks. But I got to admit, I'm kind of past fireworks. I like watching them, but I'm not like. Oh, I don't care either. It's too bad because they're really cool these days, and I couldn't. Well, care the, less. actually, the best thing I saw years ago when I was in the Boy Scouts, we were flying to. New Mexico to go to their ranch, Philmont. Yeah. And we were flying either there or back, and we looked down from the plane on fireworks. Yes. That was pretty neat. Wow, lucky to get hit by them. Well, that's, I always wondered, like, and they were down a ways, but still yeah. looking down on fireworks. And as we think cool. of best this year, we saw the passing of one of the greatest wrestlers of all time, Bruno San Martino. And I was thinking, because we've talked about it, we will talk about it again. We may have some surprise guests from those days that, what was, would you consider the best wrestling angle you've ever seen? Now, we have to say this year, I've heard. Stories. I don't really watch wrestling much anymore. That the Raw on a couple weeks ago was the worst Raw they've ever broadcast. Uh, but no, I don't no. know. But so I, I think, can't go really. Well, besides Kurt Angle, I mean real it, angles. When I was a kid, it was the old uh, the Million Dollar Man. I somehow knew this one. When he couldn't win the championship and he tried to buy the title off Andre the Giant, and then the, the quote unquote President Jack Tunney 
said, no, you can't do that. So he went and created the now, million dollar championship. This is going to be complicated, but it turned out K Fab Angle, the referee, it was well, Earl Hebner. They, they kidnapped him. They kidnapped a they guy. They got a homeless guy yeah. to get plastic surgery. Now, in real life. In real life, it was his twin brother. It was Dave and Earl Hebner, the twin referees. Yeah. But they, the, the angle then was that the million dollar man kidnapped a homeless guy and paid for him to have plastic surgery to look like the referee to give him the belt. And I remember when he went into the shop, did he do the... Well, he went into the shop and he was wearing this cape. It wasn't a cloak, it was a cape, like a vampire cape with the high neck. And he just unfurls it, like, I am here! And I remember John Cena said that was <clears throat> the angle for him. He said he, he hated him. A lot of people hated him for that. And I think that's probably one of the best ones I've ever seen. One of the ones I like, and I'm not going to go, I think... NWO was such a shock, even though they took it from New Japan. But one of the ones when I was a kid, Bruno Sammartino, as we talked about, he didn't want, he was tired. He wanted to retire, spend time with his family. But then he decided, I could do one more angle. So they did an angle where his protege, Larry Zabisco, turned oh, on yeah. him. And literally, for a while, he was announcing on the TV show that was on WOR, Larry would ignore him. Yeah. Then he came out and said, I just want to have a match with you to prove myself. During the match, it was all scientific, but Bruno would back off. Yeah. Lori got frustrated and wanged him with a chair, yeah. setting up a feud. And literally, it brought, because I guess there's one where Larry attacks Count Floyd, if you could find it. I got to see that. That's hilarious. But but that became Larry the Legend. And yeah. They hated him. They ended up at Chase Stadium to finish it off, I think. Yeah, and because it ruined Larry's career because he didn't understand what a what a boost he had, and he didn't take advantage of And I guess of it. Bruno held it against him for years. years. They made up because he hit him with the chair too hard. Yeah. But Larry's in the Hall of Fame because of that, because if he was just baby-faced Larry Zabisco. Well, yeah. Who is he, Larry Whistler? Larry Larry Whistler is his real name, I believe, yeah. He's from Pittsburgh. Didn't he go to Pitt? I don't know if he went to Pitt, but I know he grew up in the Pittsburgh area. Well, one of the greats that we have to say, you know, God rest his soul, Bill Fraley. I, I was just, just going to say that. A few um, weeks ago. For those of you who don't know who Bill Fralick was, who passed away earlier in mid-December, college football Hall of Famer, uh, went to the same high school that the majority of my family went to, Penn Hills. Great, generous man, donated the athletic center there, would pay for the hotel for the football team when they would go to the state championship. Passed away at age 56 from cancer. I didn't even know he was sick, but... He was a mainstay for the Atlanta Falcons, what, back in the 90s? 80s and 90s. 80s and 90s. Lions. Played with the Lions and the Falcons. Great, big, strong bull of a man. And Never... a little, little trivia about him. Because of him. Yeah, we know how tall Andre, Andre the Giant, the Giant is. is. And you could explain this well, really quick. Because, on t- you, know, they, you know, they would always inflate wrestlers' heights. Well, I actually had met Bill Fralick. In the late 90s at a football camp at the University of Pittsburgh. So I knew Bill Fralick was a legitimate six foot five, six foot six. He was a big man. And watching on wrestling, there was a, there was him face to face with Big John Stud. He called the Dud. Yeah. The Dud. Who was also from the Pittsburgh area. And Big John Stud was a good, what, four inches tall, three, four inches yeah. taller than Fralick. So that would put him about six, eight, six, nine. Yeah. And then when him and Andre faced off, there was a good legitimate, what, four inches between Andre and Stud, even though Andre was slumped over. So that put him at about a legitimate seven foot, seven one. And did Bill, like, didn't he run, Mr. Fralick, run an insurance company? Yeah, he ran an insurance company down in Atlanta, and, um, and that's where he passed away. But 
he will be missed. He was a great, great offensive yeah. lineman, a great football player, and he testified in front of Congress yeah. about the steroid epidemic. He did not need Never them, needed no. them. He was just the big, raw-boned, 290 pounds yeah. of muscle, and he would hurt you. But bless him, man. It's yeah, like... may you rest in peace. You were, you know, a great man, and a lot of people will really miss you. And one of the things, we're talking about best, it's the holidays. Maybe we'll make cookies. Maybe we'll not. But I was thinking of best of, like a little random one. You're sitting around. You're going to have dinner or something. Yeah. And you don't have it. You don't want to go out. You don't want to go down and get something. What's the best thing you ever made just from random crap you had around the kitchen? Actually, it was It was not, not that long ago. I had, um, you ever see those like little pastas in a bag, like the, the pastas <laughs> with sauces? Yeah. Like the sidekicks or whatever, Pasta sides, they call them. Yeah. I made one of them, and I cut up a bunch of uh, cheddar and bacon smokies, the little little wieners. Oh, this is the season. Yeah, and just mixed Along it in there. Along with summer sausage, which why the hell yeah, summer sausage? and just mixed that in there, and that was Flavored good. ones, the bacon ones and cheese? Yeah, ones? bacon and cheese. Oh, excellent. Ooh, and they were smoky. <laughs> and that worked? It worked. I just tend to... I mean, Dude, that throw a bunch of crap in a pot and hope yeah. it comes out, basically. That's the thing. It's like mix mix shit in pot, cook, eat. I mean, that's basically it. I mean, that's... Yeah, that's that's the, the Jamaican style of cooking. Or either that or otherwise, like, for baking cookies, put the dough down and go to a freaking store, for God's sake, guys. Yeah. Well, what was the old, uh, the late great John Panette once said about, like, eggplant? It's like, there's two things you can do with eggplant. Parmesan, that you got, that you got the recipe from your Aunt Marie... Or leave it alone. <laughs> no, that's good. And one of the things always we seem to have bring back, besides music, comic books a lot. Mm. And one of the things I was going to say for best, what would you consider maybe the best comic series or one of them? I always say one of them because there's so many. Oh, Jesus. Well, for this year, Coyote. Well, this year, oh, no. And I'm not even, we're not even, I'm not even blowing smoke because she's a, a repeat guest. But, yes, Coyote's. She's a good friend and everything. But Coyote's was a great series, and I look forward to the second trade coming out in uh, January, I believe, 23rd, 2019. Yes. Hi, Caitlin. Hello, Caitlin. Um, and it's really good, too. That's the other that's thing. That's the thing. It We're is not a very good series. But doing this. Series. I'm going to say I just finished up recently reading Neil Gaiman's Sandman. Well, that goes, obviously. Which is just phenomenal. Phenomenal writing, phenomenal artist or artwork. Uh, Queen and Country by Greg Rucka gets my vote just for great series. And honestly, he, um, he I think, has the best Wonder Woman run yes. in the history of comics. For me, I think there's a saying one time, there are no bad characters, just bad writers. And Jeff Johns is the epitome of that because he could take any book almost and make it really good. And the problem with a lot of books, you can't say, like, say, Fantastic Four because it's been around so long. They're going to have periods that are horrible. Yes. And they have. But for him... He took these characters in Justice Society. These are all the old DC characters from the, from the 40s. Yeah. And he brought them back. And that book literally it went 80 issues and they restarted it. It was incredible. Mm. The whole book was just, and it was, again, characters you wouldn't really think about as being the big top yeah, of the line being guys. Viable. But the storylines were amazing and well, incredible. And, and I actually, just really loved that There's book. a great uh, example of that in the Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Uh, what? Rocket Raccoon. It's not even the first Guardians of the Galaxy either. Well, no, but Rocket Raccoon in the comics was almost written out. Yeah. Because he was... He and just, they were second-tier Marvel characters. Yeah, he was. Te- he tested so negatively with readers that they were going to write him, phase him out of the comic completely, but the movie has completely revamped him. What do they call him in the movie? Squirrel or rat or well, something? Well, there's squirrel, rat, rabbit... I think pretty much everything but a raccoon. He didn't get, did he get waked up and he's still around, isn't he? Oh, God, I, I don't remember. Think he got I, I blocked that uh, movie I think out of my... got it. 
I blocked that movie out of my head because it was just, it wasn't so much the movie, but it was the people's reaction to the movie. Well, it's it's just a movie. It's yeah, obviously... people were crying and not realizing that half of these characters that disappeared had a sequel. Yeah, one of the things we're big fans of, and I'm sure we'll probably have an episode next year of it, is Mystery Science Theater 3000, Rift Tracks, yeah. and everything. And I was thinking... Crawl. Ooh, I was thinking for best of, though, some of the best lines they've ever done. And I love the pull my finger line still. From Mano's Hands of Fate, yes, when he, when the master points, pull my finger. Well, it was from um, when they did the Mystery Science Theater, the movie This Island Earth. And one of the military characters says something uh, just so, one of those blinding flashes of the obvious. And all you hear from Servos, whoopty shit. <laughs> you got to swear it and finally yeah. get but then the other one for me, and this is a running joke on here, sometimes you'll hear it. It was at the end of Time Walker, I think. I think it was Time It's a really bad movie about a mummy, and I think it was Time Walker. It was Time Walker or Death Walker or something. Something like that. But at the end of the movie, Servo it finally loses worst. it. And he starts just going on, this is the worst movie I've ever seen. So they start going, yeah, it's like worse worst. Than, like worse than Beast of Yucca Flats? Worse! Oh, much worse. Like worse than Castle of Fu Manchu? Okay, Castle yeah. of Fu Manchu was just as bad. Yeah. But that'll come up all the time on here just because. Yeah, because it's hilarious. It's the holidays, and I never got for any present an animal, thank goodness. No, I never did either. But I wonder, what would you think would be among the best dog breeds? Do you have a favorite, or you just have, like, the oh, Baskin Robbins 31st Well, that's, that's what my dog is. He's a mix of, I think the vet figured out he's a mix of Australian Shepherd and... Coonhound because he's got that vest, you know the speckled white yes. vest, and he's got the the big floppy hound ears. Uh, I've been really digging the wrinkle dogs, like the DDBs, the do yeah, what, not the, the DDPs. No, the dog de Bordeaux. You know they kind of look like the big mastiffs, but they're a little different. And mastiffs in general, the neo the Neapolitan mastiffs, yeah, uh, and just the good old standard English bulldog oh, because yes. they they look so. Angry, but so hilarious at the same time. Oh, the one poor bulldog he's on the canal. A guy used to walk, and it was puffing away. <laughs> and puffing away. I, I, I like the, the wrinkle breeds. And uh, and actually, I've been seeing a lot of stuff. The Great Danes, just how hilarious they and are. Still, I have to go back to family friends had a harlequin Great Dane. That's the ones that are black and white. Yeah. I, and they got pulled over by a cop because yeah, they, they thought, thought they it was were a horse. Baby cow. Oh, cow? Well, well, black and white. Boy, God, did you have some dumb cops? No, but not no. the ones we, not the ones in Little Italy. Not that you would no. know, because I don't know where the hell you went. But. No, um, but no, the, there used to be. Um, actually, there's a a woman in my neighborhood that has a, a Great Pyrenees. Oh, those are oh, awesome! God, and this dog, because she used to have two Basset hounds, which are cool. And then all of a sudden, she had one Basset yeah. hound. So I was like, oh, I hope one didn't pass away. Yeah, but they looked old. And still, we always we try to bring in literature a little bit. We have Talking Smart, yeah. obviously, so we do get a little listen to that. It's above hilarious. the pay grade. But for books, what would be like this year? I don't know what the best book was I read this year because every book I get oh, from a different good year. God. Uh, I read actually quite a few this year. I don't year. know if they're from this year, though. Like, well, that's the problem. Year. Um, I'm still kind of working my way through the William Sherman biography, uh, William Tecumseh Sherman in the, in the service of my country, because it gives us an insight to him that I never knew that he actually was quite humorous. He has this real dry wit. Uncle Billy. Yeah. This real dry sense of humor. Uh, I know you were, uh, a while ago you pushed, uh, the Red Cloud biography, uh, 
the heart of everything that is, which was a very bad man though that we did just, not know about. Just a phenomenal book. Oh God, there's just been. I read a couple of books on military dogs. Uh, oh yeah, they're good. Canine Korea was one of them about the actual beginnings of the war dog program. Yes. Going back to, and don't forget, I mean, it goes back even to the Civil War with dogs, but, you know, the official one starting with uh, World War II and all that. It's just, it, it's phenomenal. One of the ones I pushed, this is obviously, this is from actually the 1700s, 1600s. I still really like Don Quixote. And anybody, if you ever watch Monty Python, they obviously like Don Quixote. Mm. It's literally two books because the first half, he goes around on his adventures, comes home, then he goes out again. And it's long. It's almost a thousand pages, but it's one of the rare books I actually laugh at. I own it. And I really enjoy it. It's one of those books I would go back and reread it, and I don't have a best of. I like different things. But the one thing I was going to say, too, is I read a lot of different variety of things. Oh, yeah. And one thing I think there's a lost art of is the columnist, like the witty columnist. Well, and I was thinking, because I just started reading one of Tom Wolfe's books, but one of the ones, like, there's no Mike Royko these days. No, there's no Mike Royko's uh, with the passing, last, I think, last year of Jimmy Breslin. There was another great... William F. Buckley was funny, H.L. Mencken. Yeah. But one of the things, too, is I hate, I have to say... Make work for the unskilled advice columnists these days. It's pathetic. But mm. for best columnists, I don't think they exist these days. No. I think, like I say, the last one I think that ever existed was Jimmy Breslin. Because they were sprung. I think it's too political these days. Where it's almost like pro wrestling where you have to be the bad guy. Yeah, you have guy. to have some hook. Otherwise, people, because nobody reads a newspaper. I know like seven people that read a newspaper, and a physical, actual newspaper. Because when Breslin formed the Village Voice, he was talking about with Norman Mailer when they were going to have, I think he was the... The mayor, the lieutenant, when uh, Norman Mailer ran. Yeah. And the idea was to having settled this beef, having jousting in Central Park. Now, that's funny. That's funny. But somebody now would be, oh, well, that's. Yeah, it's like, how dare you imply such a thing? But I think the newspaper columnist, sadly, is a dead thing. And I was thinking, just for the heck of it, it's the holidays, you don't want to cook. What's like the best pizza? It is a best of. We have mm, to do best Jesus, of. Jesus, I don't know. Best you pizza. Him out of it. Best pizza in this area, well, or just anything, in general. Well, like you've had. I mean, I had some good, uh, good deep dish pizza. You know, in the Chicago. best way to put it, actually, instead of advertising for somebody who's not an advertiser, what's like you something unique you've had on it that's been very good? Unique on pizza? I don't know the breakfast pizza. Once I discovered that, that was kind of interesting. Yeah. Uh, we have to actually have John on there for yeah. John from Domino's. Oh, to talk and and, and here, here, listeners. Pineapple is fine on pizza. Some people don't. Some people do. Some people, you know, very... and it's like you can't put pineapple on pizza. Says who? We pretty live in a much, free country. What was the idea of pizza? Pretty much, it's almost like in a, a well, it stew was, in it a was, way where it's like put stuff on bread. Yeah, basically, it was put a meal on bread so you could carry it. So one of the things I'm thinking, we've done this now for a little bit. Yes. And what, do you have any best podcasts five, or any best guests? I really four or five months now. They've we've all been, doing been pretty this? good. Oh, well, that's the problem. I couldn't. I mean, Caitlin's been. Caitlin's great. been good. Um, Tommy wants to come back. Tommy with, wants to come with back. The Howlin' Cowlin. Uh, Tej, I know you said wants to come back. And of course, the if we can get Gothic Toad, you have to understand how how amazing that would be. That would be, but hopefully we'll have a lot of interesting and things I, to come. Oh, and I know uh, we have uh, another episode of Talking Smart with Fred and the Goose planned yes. out. Oh, bring your pipes if bring you can your smoke pipes. them. Uh, smoke them if and you And one thing I hope to say about this, I know there's a lot of really, really 
bad podcast around there. I hope you enjoy, enjoy this uh, one. That's I'm not going to say we're the greatest. No, we're not the greatest, but we're just trying to not be the worst. And that's, and I can tell you, there's a lot of ones I couldn't even listen oh, to five minutes Jesus, to. 85% of the ones out there are just garbage. Yeah, so hopefully we haven't done like a really stinker yet. We promise we do do one that we think's really bad. You said doo-doo. Haha, <laughs> see? We won't run it or we'll do something funny with it. Yeah. And that'll be to come, I'm sure. I'm sure we'll lay an egg sometime. Oh, no doubt. Everybody does. But right now, we're just trying to keep it lighthearted with the, the goings-on in the world and everybody else doing the doom and gloom of podcasts and always trying to find the worst in everything. We wanted to do something kind of uplifting. We might do some serious issues. We have experts. We know some stuff. We but it'll things. be in a good way. It won't be all... Yeah. You know, you're the bad guy, you're the good guy. I'll or, play the bad guy. Yeah. Well, you were. Santa was here and you missed him. Well. Uh, and now he's screwed up over here. We yeah, can't uh, yeah, 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 yeah. But one and of the I'll, things, too, yeah. we, is he still our sponsor? Yes. I think. I don't know. We, we've been forwarded in time. Oh, yes. But this strange thing of time travel has been brought to you once again by our lovely sponsor, Upsitnik and Associates. Lawyers for you, the people, for the past 40 years. Celebrating 40 years, I should say, from Alaska to the Supreme Court, all points in between. Find them on Facebook and, and on the interweb. I don't know if you see this. I don't even know what state we're in or wherever. Kentucky. I think we're outside Paducah. But that looks like the TARDIS over there. I don't know if it is or not. Well, what? What, what, what well how often do you see a phone I booth I think we anymore? could hitch a ride with the doctor back to the 16th. Do, if we tell him we'll do a Doctor Who podcast... Then we could actually do the Christmas Eve podcast. Well, we have to. Otherwise, how are we, we going to get, get our those gifts? presents? I want the coffee. I don't want, like, some Ollie's figure. It, well, you know. Well, That's, be like, a, the gift for, like, the worst. Well, be a good boy, and maybe you'll get something nice. But how to day. end the best one? One of the guests we're going to have next year is a dear friend, Michaela Davis. She's a national recording artist. International. Been really, really wanting to be on here, but she's so busy. She's about to go on tour again. She's got a big show on the 30th in an anthology, which well, you won't hear. I about wonder, this. I only wish there was some way that would be my New Year's Christmas wish. Yeah. If there'd be some way that the people could hear what we're talking about. But we're going to play a song for her. And because she's going to be on, I think I know what she's going to pick. So her new album's Delivery. You can get it anywhere. But we're going to play the title track Delivery to go out of, what is it, 2018? 2018. And then we're going to go back in time if he'll hit your ride. So you'll hear some funny stuff if we go back in time. We'll have a Christmas episode. Obviously, otherwise we won't. And we'll talk Doctor Who just to be nice to him, her, whatever this incarnation is. It. But it's been fun, but sort of. Yes, for here, us here at the Carnival, thank you for a 2018. And 2019. 2019 comes, coming like up. 2019 coming up in five, four. All right, that was just terrible. But. Okay, see you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. When I thought my world was over Couldn't get me out of bed But the trains they kept rolling Thought I couldn't get
Well, the singer. 